Hey, welcome to Front Office Pros, everyone. With sit starts for week six of the NFL season. Hut, hut, hike! But let's dive into our smash sleepers and stinkers of the week. I'll start with my smash quarterback of the week, and that is Matthew Stafford of the Los Angeles Rams. I think we've seen Stafford be healthy this year. That was my big concern coming in. Um, I think he's playing a weak Cardinals defense, allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to QBs a season. He got cut back last week. Puka's still there. Um, the connection hasn't missed. You know, Arizona's uh, 7.8 yards per passing attempt. Uh, where are you? What do you think of Stafford this week, Joe? Yeah, was, I, I was, like him. Was that yours? And did I steal that? Yeah, it, it was mine, but that's all right. Dustin, you, you know, just kicking it off. But yeah, I. <laughs> I do like uh, Stafford as a smash play. You know, I like the uh, matchup against the Cardinals, um, you know, obviously with all the different stats that you mentioned there. Um, and then this is second week we get to see Cup and Puka. I mean, they dominate the target share. And, you know, Stafford and Cup's relationship, man, they didn't they didn't skip a beat and think it keeps rolling here. Sorry I stole yours. I had Stafford as a smash <laughs> as mine on my list as well. Do you think that trend continues where both Puka and Cooper Cup can have good weeks with Stafford against the Cardinals this week. Yeah, I I do. I mean, I I was concerned about that with the first week, but the fact that you know Cup looked so good this first week back, but then Puka still had the workload. You know, I I think they both have room to eat in this offense, and I think you know maybe somebody like Tutu Atwell gets affected the most. And surprisingly, they really haven't used Tyler Higby at all this year. Yeah. So obviously. You know, he's down the list as well. But those top two guys, I, I don't see why Stafford can't feed both of them. Yep, and they traded away Van Jefferson. So that's one less mouth to feed, even though Van Jefferson was only getting three targets a game. So let me ask you this, Joe. You starting Matthew Stafford or Jared Goff this week? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> but I, I would actually be, I'd start Stafford over Jared Goff. Okay, I like that. What about Stafford over... Joe Cool, Joe Burrow. Yeah, you know, even though Joe Burrow um, looked like he came back to life a little bit against the Cardinals defense that we're talking about here with the um, Matthew Stafford matchup, I think I would lean Stafford still um, over Joe Burrow. You know, he's at, he's at home against the Seahawks. I think I just want to see it one more week with Joe Burrow potentially. And then what about Stafford or Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, that's a tough call. Honestly, you can't go wrong with either of these guys, but yeah. I'd probably, I'd be going probably Trevor over him. We saw week one was, you know, Trevor Lawrence's, one of his better weeks was against this Colts defense. Uh, then he had a, actually had a pretty good week, surprisingly, against the Bills um, yeah. in terms of yardage. So I think he keeps that momentum going this week. Yeah, I think I would take Stafford over Goff and Burrow and Lawrence. Uh, I just wrote an article on Trevor Lawrence, so I'm kind of down on him in general, but I like that pick. Um, I'll go to my sleeper since I stole your smash as well, but I'll go to my sleeper. Uh, Desmond Ritter for the Atlanta Falcons playing the Commanders who are giving up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, they just added Van Jefferson, who we talked about. I don't think he gets a ton of work, so working in that offense, but I think that's a piece that can draw some coverage to the other side of the field. Um, I think adding Van Jefferson shows confidence in Ritter. Um, a little bit. So I like that, that they're willing to invest around him and not going, hey, we're just going to go to Taylor Heineke. He had a good week five, currently ranked as QB 26 on Fantasy Pros. So I like him as a sleeper this week in fantasy for you guys. If you have Desmond Ritter, that's where I'm at. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, I was very found it interesting that you had him in here as your sleeper, but you know, I think it's deserving, and you know, the Commanders matchup, uh, you know, sh- should be good for this offense, and just to, is, with Ritter, it's just all a matter of like the passing volume and his opportunities. But he did have a good week last week, so we'll see if he keeps it going because. Surprisingly, too, the the Texans are pretty good against quarterbacks yeah. um, with with that secondary. So the fact that he was able to do that last week was pretty impressive. And I think but, it's going to be a tight game. Like I think I'm not expecting a blowout on either side, but I'm expecting a 21-20 game where they're going to be in it and they're going to be passing all game. So I don't expect them to just abandon the pass to go to the run. Bijan and Tyler Algier have been decent cat, 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 pass catching out of the backfield. So I just think there's enough weapons there for Ritter to be good. I think he's going to have volume. So I'm happy for Ritter as my sleeper. Yeah, definitely. So uh, let's uh, compare Ritter to some other guys you'd potentially be starting. Um, how about Dak Prescott or Desmond Ritter? That's a tough one. I think Dak has a bounce back week. I think I'll say this. I am anti-red zone. I think <laughs> if that deck, if the 49ers Dallas game is at three o'clock, no one makes a big deal, but because no one's watching it because they're watching red zone. People don't watch games during the week. It just happened to me on primetime, so everybody's watching it, so everybody blew that Dak Prescott game out of proportion. And it's against the 49ers, which is the best defense in the league. So I think Dak has a good week. If I have to make the decision for my fantasy matchup, I'm probably starting Dak, but I see a way that Ritter outscores him. It's just hard to pull that trigger. You drafted Dak to be your starter on your fantasy team. You drafted Ritter to be that kind of sleeper on your team, and we haven't seen enough history of that, but I think there is a possibility outscores him, but I'm probably still rolling Dak. Because I personally am risk averse. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I agree. With that. I think Dak Prescott does make a comeback week, and I would uh, be comfortable starting Dak over Ritter. But how about uh, the surprising guy this year? How about Baker Mayfield or Desmond Ritter? That's a tough one. I've been historically out on Baker. Um, they're coming off a bye, which I like in terms <laughs> of like what that does for an offense and what they can do for that. I don't love the matchup against Detroit. I think Detroit can put up points, so I think they're going to be in a passing situation. So I'm probably starting River over Baker, but I can. that's a real tough one for me. Yeah, I think that's a tough call. Um, but I, I would probably lean Baker myself. Yeah. But how about uh, Joe Burrow or Desmond Ritter? Listen, I think this comes down to me if T. Higgins plays or not. It looks like T. Higgins will, and if T. Higgins plays, I'm starting joe burrow but if he's not i'm not starting joe burrow yes he had a great week last week but one out of five does not make me real excited for joe burrow seattle and then they have a bye so it could be a trap game where they're kind of looking towards the bye to get healthy so it could not be the best thing i probably start and again it's tough because joe burrow has the name joe burrow's been the top five guy you had and has been and ritter has not I might lean Ritter if T Higgins isn't playing. Hmm. How come he, how come it matters so much if T Higgins plays or not? I just think that opens up another avenue for them. The Seahawks have a great secondary. I think they can strike Tariq Woolen or um Devin Witherspoon on Chase. And I don't know that Boyd and Tyler Irwin and all those other guys can afford an op opportunities on the other side against another good corner. So if Chase is locked down by a top corner. You're talking about subpar guys going against another top corner on the other side. I think T. Higgins against, let's say it's Chase and Woolen, and then you've got T. Higgins versus Devin Witherspoon. I think T. Higgins elevates that and gets open. I think he has the experience to do that where I don't think Boyd and Tyler Irwin can. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, for me, probably regardless, I, I would probably be playing Burrow. I just I it's hard. It's you... hard to make. <laughs> it's a bold move. It's a bold yeah. move to not start Joe Burrow. I mean, I get you know Ritter in the matchup, but it's just like he's, we've seen Ritter look good and then like okay, and then the weapons just aren't there. So I don't know that that would be tough for me, but. I, I didn't want to do this. You know, I, I believe I was a Stroud believer. Well, Dustin, you know, I told our good colleague here, Steve, that he was the best uh, rookie quarterback coming out of the draft. But is, was, always will be best QB from the draft. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but this week he is playing a tough Saints defense that's only allowing 197.6 passing yards per game. And he has the second worst quarterback matchup rating according to the PFF strength of schedule tool as well. You know, I, I've really liked CJ Stroud this season, but this week um, I'm looking to pivot off him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's been super uh, surprised, not surprising, but super good, super efficient this year. It is a tough matchup. I don't think you drafted him to be your starter on your team. So I think you probably have a pivot option. I think you've been excited to be able to play him maybe last week with a lot of buys. This week, we only have two teams on by, so there's not a ton of need to start C.J. Stroud. I think he's great to have on your bench this week, but I agree with you, bench him. So are you starting C.J. Stroud or Brock Purdy this week? Yeah, I'm definitely playing uh, Brock Purdy. You know, just that San Francisco offense, just the whole as a team, man, they're just, they're just rolling. Yeah, they're. I mean, the, the you can't not start any 49er at this point. Like, they're all good. I mean, people are looking at starting, you know, <laughs> the backups like Elijah Mitchell, who's not even playing. Like they just want to start someone in that offense because it's exciting. Are you starting CJ Stroud or Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I would go Baker um, in that scenario. I, you know, ESPN's got it rated as the uh, 21st defense that they're going up against. I, I do like the matchup for Baker. And let me ask you this one. We originally were going to talk about Deshaun Watson, but it sounds like Deshaun Watson is going to be inactive for this week, surprisingly, which is a whole other situation. <laughs> sounds like P.J. Walker is going to get the start there in Cleveland. Are you starting C.J. Stroud or P.J. Walker this week? Yeah, and, and that event, I am going to play C.J. Stroud. If you yeah. have Watson or just a Cleveland quarterback, I just roll C.J. Stroud out there. Um, you know, Browns also have the 49ers defense. I would not advise yeah, that. Not want anything. <laughs> yeah. <don't> want- <laughs> much as you want everything in the 49ers offense, you want nothing to do with whoever the defense is playing because that defense is stacked. Correct. Let's move on to the running back position. I'll give you my smash. He's playing tonight. It is Isaiah Pacheco. Let's face it. Denver's defense is the worst. (laughs) They're going to have the most points to running backs, the most points to quarterbacks. I think like the fifth most to wide receivers. We saw Miami run all over them. We saw pretty much everyone run all over them. I really like what Pacheco has been doing in this offense. I love his rushing style. He's not a patient rusher. He's uh, he kind of looks like Fred Flintstone where his feet are just going a miles a minute, but he's not moving. And I love it because he just keeps grinding and churning and going. And he picks up those extra two yards per carry. He's not necessarily the greatest when he goes outside, which is, I think, where Denver really gets burnt. But I think that offensive line for Kansas City can open up holes on the inside and he can find some room. He's got a little bit of burst to him. He doesn't have long distance speed, but he's got that little bit of quick burst. I think Isaiah Pacheco is a smash this week. I think it'd be a huge play for you, especially on Thursday night. It's fun to have someone on Thursday night, and I think we could see a big Isaiah Pacheco game tonight. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't uh, disagree with you here. I mean, every running back and just all your fantasy players just been absolutely going off thus far against the Broncos defense and definitely doesn't stop here. You know, it's so interesting. You mentioned the cartoonish with Pacheco's legs. I mean, there's not a guy that looks like he's running harder than yeah. him in the NFL, but yeah, he just chugs along. It looks and, like he's you know. on a treadmill 
that no one else is on. Like he's just got to run so much faster, just keep his legs on. I don't know what yeah. it is. It's like in the cartoons where they like run in place for a minute and they like speed up and then like take off. That's what he's like. He just runs his little like, his, and it's literally looks like his lower legs, like from his knees down, where they're just like, and his upper body's just still. And he's like, and just takes off. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to need uh, somebody like him to be in your lineup to make this game exciting for you. Um, but let's uh, go over to some comparisons. Who else you're starting here? Uh, are you starting Raheem Mostert or Isaiah Pacheco? I'm going to start Pacheco. I like Mostert, especially with Devin Achan being or Achan being on IR. I still think Pacheco has the higher upside, I think, in this offense because I don't think Denver can score points. So I think Casey will run the ball. My, I'm a little concerned that the Casey gets up big enough where they throw in some backups. So you see CEH out there, but I'm still starting Pacheco over Mostert this week. Interesting. Uh, but I, uh, I think I got to agree. The Broncos matchups do good, but it's so it's tough, man. But, uh, Mostert's been, I think he's like the, uh, you know, RB two or three on the year. He's, you yeah. know, he's been really, he's been good. Uh, but this matchup's just too good to pass up. How about another guy that's done really well this year, David Montgomery or Isaiah Pacheco? Uh, originally I had said Pacheco in my mind now with Gibbs. Potentially not playing. LaPorta potentially not playing. Hamaran St. Brown potentially not playing. I think Dave Montgomery might get more volume and has been super efficient. So I think it's a toss-up. I wouldn't fault anybody for starting Pacheco, right? If you want someone in the Thursday night game, you like the upside. That matchup is so juicy. But I think I'm leaning slightly now towards Dave Montgomery just because of all the other injuries on the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I think I agree. Plus, I just like the touchdown upside that Montgomery gives you. And yeah. I... You know, the the Kansas City Chiefs, they get to the red zone. They just have so many options. And if yep. Pacheco doesn't break off like a 20, 30-yard touchdown, he may not find the end zone. So That's a real good point. Yeah, the red zone work for Pacheco is not there. I mean, it could be CH. It could be McKinnon with the little, like, flip pass that Mahomes does. It's Yeah, they, have yeah, I mean, options. they just have the unstoppable route with Kelsey just, like, runs to a spot and turns around and is wide open yep. in the end zone. I, that makes no sense, but he's open every time. And apparently Taylor Swift's <laughs> at the game, so we're expecting a big Kelsey game. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Touchdown yeah, upside isn't there for Pacheco. Yeah. But uh, how about the last one here? How about Austin Eckler or Pacheco? And this is tough. Coming back for an injury off a of bye week, I hope they get Eckler in. Obviously, they need someone because the rest of the Josh Kellys and Isaiah Spillers have not been good for them. I just worry that... Eckler's not 100%, so I might lean Pacheco for one week and one week only over Austin Eckler, which, again, <laughs> seems scary because Austin Eckler was a top-five pick for you most time. Like, he was your first-round pick, so it's scary to not start him, but I think I might lean Pacheco just for the volume upside because if if the Chargers get up on Dallas, they might just take him out just to save his health. So I think there might be more volume for Pacheco this week. It is a bold move, mm. but I think I'm doing it. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, but ideally, you know, you could start both of these guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, in a lot of cases, I don't think this is an either-or scenario. There, I don't know a lot of leagues that you just start one running back. But in the event, you know, I would still roll Eckler. But hopefully you can start Eckler and Pacheco because yeah. I think both of these guys will do really well. Yep. So, Joe, who is your sleeper running back this week? Yeah, sleeper. Now, this guy, it's looking like he's going to play – um, going with running back Jeff Wilson, 
you know, you mentioned A-Chan on the IR. Um, it looks like, you know, from the latest thing I saw was the Dolphins offensive coordinator said uh, Jeff Wilson was trending to play on Sunday. And they've got a good matchup against the Panthers defense. Panthers raking the bottom five against running backs and rush yards per carry allowed with 5.2. Rushing touchdowns allowed with eight. And then an explosive run rate allowed at 9.8%. And then yards before contact per rush allowed is at 2.26. You know, and the Dolphins like to utilize two running backs in this backfield. We've seen it with Moser and Nachan. We saw it last year, you know, after Jeff Wilson came over, you know, Wilson and Moser, a lot of weeks it was frustrating because you didn't know which guy was going to get the bulk of the carries, but we've seen them work in tandem before. And if Jeff Wilson plays, you know, great matchup here. No, I agree with you on that. I, I think a Chan being on IR definitely opens the room for Jeff Wilson, who's coming back off IR. Looks like he should play. Um, obviously, they brought him over for a reason last year, so I think it's a good start. Panthers are giving up, like, the second most points to fantasy points to running backs. They're abysmal. They're not quite Broncos bad, but they're close to it. <laughs> so are you starting Jeff Wilson Jr. or your Javante William for your Denver Broncos this week? Or Julia McLaughlin, if you want to put McLaughlin in there with instead of Williams, depending on your thoughts on there. Yeah, well, I I had put Javante in there knowing he was going to be the starter. So, um, but either way, I think I would I'd be comfortable uh, going with Jeff Wilson over both. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, how about Damian Pierce for the Houston Texans or Jeff Wilson? Yeah, I would go with Jeff Wilson here. You know, we mentioned it with C.J. Stroud. That Saints defense is just a is a bad matchup in general. So I'd be going Jeff Wilson over Damian Pierce. And then how about Jeff Wilson or Brees Hall? Yeah, this is interesting. I know Brees Hall just came off a really good week against the Broncos, but who doesn't? I think I'd be willing to roll Jeff Wilson over him as well. I agree. And that leads me into my stinker of the week, which is Brees Hall. <laughs> He's playing against nice the Eagles, D, which there. is just stout. Yeah, it's like we planned it this way. <laughs> uh, the Eagles are giving up the fewest fantasy points to running backs. We could see some short passes there. Uh, I just don't love the pressure they're going to put on Zach Wilson, which is what Zach Wilson struggles with. I just see them getting behind in the game where they're going to have to pass more so Garrett Wilson could see it and Alan Lazard could see targets. I don't love Brees Hall this week. I think if you can avoid starting him, I think you do. And I think you might be able to based on where you drafted Brees Hall and the guys you've been able to get off, pick off waivers. So if you got DeMarcado, if you picked up, you know, a Miles Sanders, who looks like the player, or Chuba Hubbard, if he, you know, if he starts, you might be able to put one of your waiver guys in over Brees Hall. So I'm sitting Brees Hall this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, you know, a good call, but, you know, it's just, it's tough because with Brees Hall, you know, we even saw it in the Denver game. They bottled him up a lot, yep. but that one carry in the second half, you know, 70 yard touchdown, um, he's got that ability, but you're not wrong though. If it doesn't happen against this Phillies defense, you're going to be very disappointed. Yeah. So are you starting Brian Robinson Jr. or Brees Hall? I'm going to start Brian Robinson. I like what I've seen from him. The only concern with Brian Robinson is when they get down and get in clear passing Game scripts, it's Antonio Gibson, but I like what Brian Robinson is doing. Easier matchup. Anything's easier matchup than the Eagles, unless it's maybe the 49ers. So I'm going to start Brian Robinson this week. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. How about Rashad White or Brees Hall? 
Listen, I'm a big Rashad White believer. He hasn't really seen the volume or efficiency we've expected for him in Tampa Bay. Obviously, Baker's been better at throwing the ball, but I like them coming off a bye and being able to work him in and, and hey, taking that extra week to implement a game plan. So I'm going to start Rashad White over Brees Hall this week. I would go Brees Hall over Rashad White. I, you hoping for that, I don't one, like that one big play? <laughs> I, I'll hope for the one big play, but I mean, Rashad White doesn't have a good matchup against the Detroit Lions either. No, they're, he they're a tough team to run on. And I just trust the athleticism and the ability of Reese Hall more than I do Rashad White. That's that's fair. Yeah. But uh, how about Miles Sanders or Brees Hall? Well, it looks like Miles Sanders isn't going to play, so I'll substitute Chuba Hubbard in there. I'm going to start Reese Hall over those guys. I, Carolina just sucks. Like, they're just – they don't have a good offensive line, which isn't opening up room for the running backs. It's not protecting the quarterback. So you're keeping the running back in there to pass block. I'm not going to start any of those guys. So I'll start Brees Hall and hope for that, you know, efficiency game or that one big play where I can get some points. Hmm. Well, since it's not Miles Sanders and it's going to be Chuba Hubbard, I would be willing to throw in Chuba Hubbard. Really? This matchup, oh, yeah. This matchup against the Dolphins is a is a really – they're, you know, hmm. a nice matchup for the rushing defense. And honestly, they've been, to me, one of the more disappointing defenses. And I get that they don't have Jalen Ramsey, but just thought that with Vic Fangio coming in there – this defense would be playing better. And, you know, Chuba's been outrushing Miles Sanders and outperforming him when he's getting the chances. So if he gets chances in the in his ability to receive the ball too, I'll, I would go with Real Road Chuba. So are you enjoying this video so far? Well, if you are, show your support to our new channel by hitting the subscribe button and liking this video. We'll be creating videos all NFL season long, so you're not going to want to miss what we have in store. So let's go to your smash wide receiver of the week, Joe. Who do you got for a smash wide receiver? Yeah, my smash wide receiver of the week. I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley. We saw Calvin Ridley had a breakout game in week one. I'm going to bet on it happening again in this matchup against the Colts. Uh, in week one, he went eight for 101 and a touchdown. And, you know, Jags have the third best wide receiver matchup rating this week, according to the PFF strength of schedule tool. And Indy has allowed the 13 highest PPR points per target to outside wide receivers this season. Uh, yeah, that's great. I mean, Colts are giving up like the 10th most points to wide receivers. Uh, it's a good matchup for Ridley. I think he's coming on. I think he's the safety valve for Trevor Lawrence at times when things get kind of hairy there. So I like it. Are you starting Calvin Ridley or Jalen Waddle of the Dolphins? Yeah, I'd be willing to go with Calvin Ridley over Jalen Waddle. I think, you know, Jalen Waddle's got the name, but lately he just hasn't been the as involved in the offense. And to me, he's been kind of touchdown dependent. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, he was dealing with some injuries, but I do think he is more touchdown dependent compared to like Tyreek Hill, who can get those. Tyreek Hill can have like three catches for a hundred yards and you're, you're set. Um, what about Calvin Ridley or Devonte Adams? Yeah. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. Um, but I think I would go with Kelvin Ridley. You know, I know the Patriots, you know, they've been they've been rough, but I think Belichick still knows how to take away your number one receiver on the defensive side. That really hasn't necessarily been their problem. Yeah. So I would I would lean uh, Ridley on that. I would lean Ridley because I think this is a big revenge game week for Josh McDaniels and Jacoby Myers against the Patriots. So I'll take the revenge game narrative where they'll have good games and they'll shut down Devontae Adams. And let's talk about, we just talked about Devontae Adams, the grizzled veteran. 
Calvin Ridley or the newcomer Puka Nakua? Mm. Yeah, this is where this is interesting. I think I would honestly, yeah, I think I would still go with Ridley over Puka. You know, I I do I do like both. They both have really good matchups. Um, I just think Ridley possibly has the higher ceiling there. If if Cooper Cup wasn't there, I probably would have rolled with Puka. Yeah, I do think Cup. I think it normalizes a little more where we see Cup take more targets and more and more. And I think Puka's doesn't fall off the map, but I think he comes down a little bit back to earth and normalizes to what a second wide receiver should be in that offense. So I might go Calvin Ridley there, but it's I mean it's hard to not start Puka when he's just balled out for five straight yeah. weeks, <laughs> right? And you got him off waivers and you're super happy about it, or you draft him in the fourth round of your dynasty rookie draft. So. um Part of it is fantasy is fun. So, like, if Puka is fun for you to start Puka, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I so, mean, that's another one of the scenarios. You know, you wish, you know, hopefully you can just play both. But, um, yeah. I, but I mean, I might actually, like, be willing to bench Devante, you know, in favor yeah. of Ridley instead. No, I agree with you on that one. So, my sleeper for the week is Drake London of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, He's seen an uptick in targets. He's seen an uptick in efficiency. I think Van Jefferson pulls enough safety coverage to the other side of the field that I think it affords London a little more room. Washington gives up the second most points to wide receivers, so I think it's a great matchup for it. I'm buying into this Atlanta offense getting it together and slowly becoming better. I don't think Drake London's a top five guy. He might borderline the top 10 this week, but I think he's a good sleeper play for you. Yeah, I like it. I mean, we saw saw the success that DJ Moore and Justin Fields just had. Um, not saying that's going to happen for <laughs> Drake London, but, um, you know, the matchup is there. And, you know, if Ritter is able to give him the the targets, he's, you know, he should be able to excel. And it's, I see that uh, Janu Smith is questionable for this game as well. So yep. that could also help in favor of London. Yeah. But let's give uh, some comparable players here. How about Chris Godwin or Drake London? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Drake London because Drake London should be the top target getter on his team where I don't think Chris Godwin is. I think that's still Mike Evans. I like Tampa coming off the bye, but I think if you're looking at what they do, I think London can outperform Chris Godwin this week. Yeah, I probably agree. I mean, Chris Godwin, um, he's actually been a little disappointing. You know, to my surprise, like Baker's just really hyper-targeting Mike Mike Evans and – We'll see if hopefully he's able to go this week, uh, you know, battling the hamstring injury that by should have helped last week. But um, I, I agree with you on that. How about Jordan Addison or Drake London? So this is interesting because obviously we have Justin Jefferson going on IR. Who steps into that? Like what happened to those targets? Do they all go to Addison? Do 70%, 50%, 20% go to Addison? KG Osborne probably fills up a little more of the role. I'm probably starting Drake London because I've been out on Addison all year. I think Drake London sees more targets than Jordan Addison does. I like the matchup a little bit better. I like the quarterback play a little bit better, uh, which is surprising because I'm a huge Kirk Cousins fan. I'm just not sure Addison gets the volume that people are expecting with Justin Jefferson out. Oh man, I would be absolutely <laughs> starting Jordan Addison in this in the in the matchup. Um, I you know I I like their matchup and then you know i just don't think kj osborne people would say he's like gonna step up in that justin jefferson role but he's he's not justin jefferson and against the bears you know i like addison a lot this week yeah Um, i mean addison's definitely more of that big play threat i just don't like a guy who had been playing 
30, 40% of the snaps. I prefer a guy who's playing 70, 80, 90% of the snaps in London. So that's where I'm at. Well, now, I mean, this Jefferson injury, though, does kind of force the Vikings' hands and getting them, yeah. that snap count up to, to Addison. Um, and then, you know, it's interesting. You say you don't like the quarterback play of Kirk Cousins, but he's been so good. I mean, he's been good. It's just <laughs> I struggle to trust Kirk Cousins when I need him. And that's mm-hmm. my fear is that you just, when you need him, when they need him to pick up because Justin Jefferson's out, I wonder if he can do it. I just fear that he just kind of, I don't say crumbles under the pressure, but doesn't live up to that level of, I need to elevate my play and be the star for the team because Justin Jefferson's out. I just wonder if he does that this week. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll see. I, you know, I'm not too concerned. I, I think uh, Kirk can get it done and, you know, pretty much as long as it's not in prime time, although he did have a very good game <laughs> prime time against the Eagles. He's usually yeah. pretty good, but uh, moving on to the last guy here, how about Calvin Ridley or Drake London? Yeah, I'm starting Calvin Ridley. I agree with everything you said previously. Um, I think Calvin Ridley has a good matchup. I think he's become the alpha. I know we've seen Christian Kirk and Zay Jones have good weeks, but I think Calvin Ridley is the guy. I think that's why they traded for him. So I'm starting Calvin Ridley over Drake London. I think ideally you can probably get both of them into your lineup, especially with like Jefferson being on by. Um, some other guys just kind of not performing at that top level. I think you can probably have both of them and fit them in your lineup. Yeah, I agree. I definitely would start Ridley over Drake London there. So let's get into uh, your stinker wide receiver this week, Joe. Who do you have? Yeah, now that this might surprise some people, but I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. I know he's been super good lately, um, but... I don't really like the matchup here against the Jets defense. Uh, Philly's ranked the second worst wide receiver matchup rating this week. And Sauce Gardner, I believe, you know, should be the one covering uh, A.J. Brown. You know, they do get D.J. Reed back as well. And I think, you know, just like we saw, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, the Chiefs really relied on the run game against against the Jets. And I think that's going to be the method that the Eagles will have to attack the Jets defenses. That run game, I can see, um, you know, the um, them really just running swift, getting Hurts going. The quarterback runs in this game as well. And maybe they just don't need to, to pass as much. No, I agree with you. I was out on A.J. Brown. I was thinking maybe Devonta Smith if D.J. Reed didn't come back, but D.J. Reed is coming back. So I'm out on both those receivers. I agree with everything you said. So AJ Brown or Puka Nakua this week? Yeah, this is where I'd be, I'd uh, roll out Puka uh, over AJ Brown. Like as we mentioned, that we like the matchup for the Rams. So, would you do AJ Brown or DJ Moore? I'm gonna, I'm going to roll the high end and go with uh, okay. DJ Moore against the Vikings. Nice. And what about uh, obviously? I think we know this one. AJ uh, AJ Brown or Calvin Ridley. Yeah, we talked about this, our smash player. I'm uh, going to go with Calvin Ridley there. Yeah, I think I agree with you on all those. I just don't love the matchup. Sauce has been really good, and he's been able to shut down top-end guys, so I'm not starting A.J. Brown this week. But that leads me into my tight end smash play, which is Dallas Goddard tight end for the uh, Eagles. I think given that Brown and Devonta Smith could be shut down the outside, I think that opens up opportunities, targets, and space in the middle for Dallas Goddard, who just had a great week. Jets are giving up the most points to tight ends. 
Um, I think he's found that role in that offense. So I like Dallas Goddard as a smash play this week. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, man, he really came alive last week after not really doing much. Um, you know, it'd be interesting. The, the Jets have some really good linebackers yeah. um, and decent safeties, you know, with a uh, white as well. So it'll be interesting if we can see the, you know, Goddard could open against those guys, but definitely should. And, you know, I think this could be, you know, as I didn't like AJ Brown, you know, maybe I think I could see Devonta Smith getting more targets in this game too. Yeah. I mean, it could be Devonta Smith week. I just don't know if he can handle DJ Reed or, you know, normally when they have one good cornerback, I like it that they can move a guy around and get him off that, but you can't do that with a Jets. They've got two guys on either side. So that's why I like Goddard this week. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to argue with that. I, I mean, definitely. They made gotta a, go somewhere. Yeah. They made him a focal point last week. I could definitely see that happening again, but uh, would you be willing to start Sam Laporta or Dallas Goddard? It sounds like Sam Laporta might not play, which is interesting. Uh, so yeah. I'm starting Dallas Goddard just because I don't know about Laporta. If Laporta plays, I'm still starting Goddard because I like what he is in that offense in this matchup um, versus Laporta, who might be banged up, who might not see as many targets. We got Jameson Williams second game back. So I think they could run more for Detroit. So I like Dallas Goddard over Laporta. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that as well. How about TJ Hawkinson? This is an interesting one because obviously we expect the Justin Jefferson targets to go somewhere. It could be KJ Osborne. It could be Addison, but it could also be TJ Hawkinson who has been the number two in that offense. I think he retains that role. I just don't know. I love the Jets matchup. I might lean Hawkinson, but I think it's close, but I probably lean Hawkinson at this point. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd, I would lean Hawkinson as well. Cause I mean, there's just the vacated targets there. You know, he's going to get, get the work. Yeah. And they got a good matchup against the Bears as well. Yeah. So who is your sleeper tight end this week, Joe? Am I sleeper tight end? I'm going to keep rolling with Tyler Conklin here. Ugh. You know, the, they keep just rating him so low, but yet he's he's still interesting and he's getting um, a high percentage of targets in his Jets offense. He actually led, the, led them in receiving last week against the Broncos with 67 yards. And the Eagles are a good matchup. Four tight ends, you know, they're a good defense overall, but they've allowed the third most fantasy points per game and the seventh most receiving yards to the tight end position so far this year. I mean, that's just high Conklin. He's been rated so low because he just has not been good. Uh, hey, I'm all for bold calls. I love a spicy take, so I'll let you roll with Ty Conklin. So are you tight in Ty Conklin or Kyle Pitts this week? See, I am. I would roll out Tyler Conklin over Pitts. Wow. That's shocking for me, and I hate Kyle Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get, you know, Pitts looked uh, decent last week, but um, the the commanders are actually, you know, good against the tight end position. I know Cole Komet had a decent game last year, but or last week, but overall, you know, they've been good against the tight end position, so I'll be willing to gamble on Conklin in this game. All right, what about Conklin or Jake Ferguson? Yeah, this is interesting, but... I would uh, I would start Jake Ferguson. I, I really like his matchup against the Chargers. Yeah, I think Hendershot going on IR definitely helps Ferguson be a little bit better. Um, Conklin doesn't have the athletic profile for me, so I'd roll Ferguson. And then what about Tyler Conklin or Darren Waller? Yeah, I'm going Conklin. I you know wow. Darren Waller is banged up, but the Bills are also like I think they're the best defense right now against the tight end position. Um, if they're not the top, they're definitely top five. Um, they just don't give up those. So I'd be rolling with Conklin. 
Yeah, I agree. We might not see Daniel Jones, so I would probably try to find someone other than Darren Waller. I'm not sure I would go with Tyler Conklin, but I want someone other than Waller, so I might just make a shot at it if you don't have any other options. Hey, I mean, if so. Logan Thomas isn't out there, you know, Zach Ertz isn't out there to pick up, yep. why yeah, not? Tyler Conklin's the option, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you were rolling Waller and Laporta as your tight ends and you're missing both this week, like Conklin might not be a bad waiver pickup. Uh, but that leads me to my stinker tight end, which is Darren Waller. I just don't like him this week. I agree. The Bills are giving up the third fewest points to tight ends. No Daniel Jones, possibly. Uh, I don't love it. We have, you know, Bills Giants, so we could see a Brian Dayball, Tyrod Taylor, Isaiah Hodgins triple revenge <laughs> game. Um, so I love it. Um, I just don't think I want to play Darren Waller this week at all. Yeah, I like all your revenge narratives. Revenge stuff. games, yep. Yeah, I don't really think that Steve necessarily buys into those, but I like that you do because I do. <laughs> it's it's hard to not buy into them because they, they happen. Like, when do they not happen? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, there's revenge games happen a lot, and you de- definitely tend to see those guys extra motivated with a yeah. play or play with a little extra edge there. But yeah, um, let's go to some start sit options here. Would you start Logan Thomas or Darren Waller? Uh, there's no way I'm not starting Logan Thomas if I have him. I think he's one of my must starts this week against anybody. Like, you know, if you told me Logan Thomas or Dallas Goddard, I'd probably go Logan Thomas. Like, I think he's just performing well. He's just, he's the true number two in that offense. He's overtaken Jahan Dotson. Sometimes he takes overtakes McLaurin for the number one option there. So until he shows me he can't do it, I'm rolling Logan Thomas. Interesting. So you would go Logan Thomas over your smash tight end of the week here. Yeah, but I think Logan Thomas is like, <laughs> a guaranteed smash like i think people just go okay yeah that's logan thomas i don't understand why people i don't understand how he's still on waivers for people like he's just yeah. proven it once is a fluke twice is a pattern three times is, is or twice is a trend three times is a pattern he has a pattern of being good this season like you can't deny that well i know uh you know last week i had mentioned starting logan thomas uh on our thursday night preview last week and steve raised his eyebrows at me like i was crazy but then he had that game so well we all know steve's takes can be uh interesting yeah so how about a guy we just talked about here tyler conklin or darren waller yeah i'm starting tyler conklin i don't want darren waller at all right now like i just that 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 offense is just not clicking if there's no daniel jones i don't love it i think with tyra we can see some of these other guys step up even if it is daniel jones he's been this year so i'll start darren waller um i'll talk ty conklin over darren waller yeah, plus, I mean, it's just no matter who's back there, just that, that offensive line has just been terrible. I mean, Evan Neal's been an absolute turnstile at right tackle. Their yep. left tackle hasn't been much better. So, you know, it just could be a rough night for whoever's at quarterback. But yeah, how about uh, staying in this game, Bill's tight end group or Darren Waller? So Knox has a wrist injury. Kincaid has a concussion. If one of them, let's say one of them doesn't play, because it doesn't matter which one, because they're the same guy, right? I'm going to take that Bills tight end over Waller. Now, if both Bills tight ends play, I'm taking Waller because the Bills tight ends siphon enough work off each other that makes them not really startable. But if it's just one of them, I'll start that one, whether it's Kincaid or Knox, because I think they play the same role. They're going to see the exact same targets, regardless of who's playing. I'll take them over Waller. But if both the Bills tight ends play, I'll take Waller there's a chance that he can find some room, but I would much rather have one of the Bills tight ends if one of them is playing. Yeah, I, I would uh, just roll with Knox. Um, honestly, you know, it's 
It's in uh, it's in Buffalo. In Buffalo. And I always tell Steve, it just seems every time they play in Buffalo, Knox comes up with a touchdown, and you see that spike in the end zone. I don't he, think it happened last home game against the you know against the Dolphins or whatever, but it happens more often than not. I feel, and it's at the tight end, it's such a crapshoot that if a guy finds the end zone, it's worth the roll. Yeah, we've talked before. Like Dawson Knox to me is Buffalo. Like he just is the Buffalo guy. Like that's just how he is. And I think coming back from London, I think Knox can have a good game. It's just a matter of if he plays or if Kincaid plays. So I think they're there. Joe, who is your stack of the week? Yeah, my stack of the week, and I don't think you're going to like it based on our conversations here. (laughs) But I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins and uh, Jordan Addison. You know, I I think. You know, Addison is the ceiling guy. He's the deep down the field threat. The vacated targets are there for with Justin Jefferson. I think he's, I believe, I have the most confidence in Addison to step up and fill that Justin Jefferson role. And that's an interesting one. I mean, it's not a bad stack to have, especially if you're looking for someone to take those targets. I I think you could also roll, you know, Cousins and KJ Osborne. But I think if you believe Addison's the guy, you roll with Addison. My stack of the week is Matthew Stafford and either Puka Nakua or Cooper Cup. I don't think it matters which one. I think they both see enough volume there. So if you have Stafford and you can roll one of those in your DFS lineups and your baby bowls and your other tournaments, I think that's a great play this week. I'm starting, I think, Cup and Stafford in baby bowl uh, this week just because I like that stack. So I think that's a good matchup, and I think they've shown that they have connections together. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you like Kirk Cousins, don't like my call with Addison. Stack him with TJ Hawkinson too. This matchup, I don't really think it matters with the with the Bears. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings are going to get it done. Yeah, my only issue is that I think the Vikings score points and then they just run the ball with Madison and Cam Akers, so maybe there's just a little less volume towards the end of the game. But they could put up 50 points in the first half and then run the second half and no one bat an eye. So that's been week six. It starts our smash sleeper and stinkers for each position plus the stack of the week. We're here every week, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time, answering your sit starts, giving you our plays. 